And welcome to all of you who are at home and online. It's great to have you with us here at River Hills Church. It is Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer, and there are people traveling. For some reason, this corner right back here is the Missouri corner, because this morning we had a mother and daughter here for first service from Missouri, and today... We have Christine Revac visiting us from her new home in Missouri. So, Christine, it's great to have you. And where is Finn's sister? Where is Abby? Ah, so we were, we were debating bringing our dog. Um, it was so cool. I remember the day that, uh, that we had to put Bailey down and Christine cried. And then uh, the day that we, that we got got Finn and I brought him here and I knew that Christine was pulling into the parking lot so I brought Finn to the front door and Finn went bounding out to Christine, jumped in her arms, tears streaming down Christine's face and she, she said, I need one just like you and within the year she uh, and a breeder up in Minnesota uh, got together and got Finn's half-sister, I believe. Full sister? Full-on sister. Woo! And the two of them get to meet this afternoon, hopefully, for the very first time. So that's a cool thing, and uh, welcome. But, you know, Memorial Day is when people travel. It's the unofficial start to summer. It's the day that people open up their cottages and air out the, air out the pop-up. It's, it's about it's about campfires in the evening, it's about grilling out, it's about parades, but it's most importantly, it is about those who have given their lives to defend our freedoms and to defend freedom around the world. So before we jump into that, can we just uh, have a word of prayer together? Lord God, we thank you for this weekend. We thank you for our church. We thank you that our church extends beyond these four walls and includes people uh, from all far-flung far flung places. And it's so great when, uh, when people drop in and come back again and, and visit. God, it's so good to see people starting to come back to church and to be here in person. And God, we, we would pray for all of our healthcare workers, and we thank you for, for their dedication over this past year. And we pray, God, that uh, you would continue to uh, build a hedge of protection around us as we uh, go through this pandemic. But God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the service of those who have given themselves in service to this country. And God, we would pray that this morning we would be inspired by what they have done. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it is about cookouts. It is about campers. It is about opening the cottage. It is about going on road trips. It's all about those things. But really, we have to push those things back and push those things down for at least a short time this weekend. I want to urge you this weekend to, to push those things down. We do that here at River Hills. Uh, we, we set aside two days every year, Memorial Day being one of them, when we, we lift up those who have served. We are a military care church. And the reason we are a military care church is to open our arms to, to, to people 
who have served in the military and who are currently serving in the military. It's such a fantastic ministry that we have gotten involved in because it helps us to to better understand what what the kingdom of God looks like. It helps us to better understand what, what the world looks like. So many times people who have served and who, who suffer from, from things like PTSD or the after effects of, of Agent Orange or any number of the ravages of, of battlefield, uh, dare I say, illnesses, they, they, they traumas, thank you. They, they tend to self-isolate. But to know that there are others who have served and to know that there is a place where it's safe uh, and it's a place where you can talk about those very things which you have dealt with and the scars which you continue to carry, it's a privilege as a church to be able to uh, be a military care church and to set aside two Sundays during the year, the Sunday before Memorial Day and the Sunday either uh, before or after Veterans Day. To, to lift up those who have served. And tomorrow, we, we pause to remember as a nation and today as a church, those we have lost and we give thanks for their sacrifices. I just want to share with you some poignant images to remind us of the extent of that sacrifice. Jen Boudin's together with her two-month-old son, AJ, visiting her husband's and his father's grave, Major Andrew Budenz, at Miramar National Cemetery in May of 2014 in San Diego. There is no greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Has anything been on screen? Oh, it's over there. Okay. I direct your attention to this screen. I will try to change my orientation. But just let that image sink in for a few seconds. That little two-month-old grows in to a young person. And Christian Jacobs said in this scene, I hope you come back soon, Daddy, while he was resting beside his father's grave at Arlington National Cemetery. He's dressed in his own miniature Marine uniform. And he had a message that he read to his daddy. I love you, and I hope for you to be here. Marine Sergeant Christopher James Jacobs died in a training accident in 2011, leaving behind Brittany and their son Christian. He served several tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and Christian was eight months old at the time of his father's death. Christian said, my daddy's always watching over me and makes sure he's proud of me. 
And then this scene, not from Arlington National Cemetery, but from Calverton National Cemetery in New York, one of our nation's many national cemeteries. And in a few minutes, I'm going to urge you to, to identify a place where maybe even this weekend you could uh, just make a little detour or maybe make a road trip and visit one of these scenes. I've shared this story uh, with many of you, and I've dedicated myself to sharing this story uh, for the rest of my life. And it was when we were making a tour on the Gray Line bus in a place just like this. It was in Arlington National Cemetery. And a couple of young... I don't know, should I call them men? I think they were kids, just in terms of their emotional development. Uh, looked out over that scene and said, what a waste. I just wanted to take their heads and bang them together. Because that is not a waste. Unless you change the narrative in your own mind and the story of your family and the story of your church and the story of your community to make it a waste. But I'm here to uphold the narrative that that is not a waste. That is not a waste. This morning I want to point out a number of things that Memorial Day does for us and that these sacrifices do for us. And I begin with this. Those sacrifices and Memorial Day point us to thankfulness. They point us to thankfulness. As you look around this great country, are you thankful for all that you have? Maybe you look at military service and sacrifice and you say, well, I could never do that. Then be thankful for those who have. Be thankful for those who gave their lives. And I challenge you to, to make a trip to Milwaukee and drive around Wood National Cemetery. You've seen it. If you've ever gone to a baseball game in Milwaukee, you've seen it. You drive right through it, actually, because when they placed the, the expressway, when they placed I-94 where they did, they had to relocate graves, and they bisected that, that cemetery. So you've seen it. I challenge you to get off on National Avenue and drive through it. Or maybe you want to take a drive down, well, you might want to avoid Highway 78 right now, but maybe you want to take a drive over to Portage and see Fort Winnebago Cemetery. There's a soldier's lot there. Or you can go down to Speedway on, in, in Madison, Speedway Road, and go to Forest Hill Cemetery. There's a soldier's lot there. Or if you want to take a beautiful drive down Highway 60 and go out to the Mississippi River, maybe get on the motorcycles this weekend and drive over to Prairie du Chien and drive through the soldiers' lot at Fort Crawford Cemetery. These are all places that have areas dedicated to those who gave their lives and sacrificed to our country. And all of these things... They point us to thankfulness. All of these graves and all of these lives also point us to humility. 
As you think about all that's gone into making this country what it is, realizing just about everything that you have rests on the backs and the shoulders of others. You know, as a people, we love to say that, that we've done this, that, that, that we've made our lives what they are. But, you know, our lives would be nothing but for those who have gone before us. And aside from those who have gone before us, we would not enjoy the freedoms which we do as a country. And for me, that engenders humility. We had a uh, young man who was here just a few weeks ago. He was here for the first in our series on forgiveness, Let It Go. And Chase stood back in this corner after that, that service when we were talking about letting the little things go, and I wish he would have been here the next week, about letting the, the big things go, letting the betrayals go. Now, this might look like a bunch of Afghans to you, but the guy in the brown shirt in the middle uh, is actually a River Hillster. That is Chase DeGene with, uh, with a big old beard. I mean, when most of us knew him, he was, you know, he, maybe he had a little peach fuzz, but he did not have that going on. But uh, Chase has served two tours in Afghanistan. And on his first tour, he felt so betrayed by the people he was serving that it turned his heart callous and bitter. He... Uh, he wrote this, My first deployment gave me great rage and bitterness, and I've been betrayed many times by the government-trusted Afghans until I hated every single father, mother, and child. And he was so grateful to hear what God's word had to say about forgiveness so he could start to let it go. But then he, he went on and he said, The second time I went to Afghanistan, I found a group of locals whose hard work and dedication increased the security posture of Task Force 52 by leaps and bounds. And it took a while for me to release that resentment that I had towards the people. But those featured in this picture protected my friends and in a specific incident, myself, from untold dangers. Now, he told me that he was writing a family-friendly version of this, but I'll just say this, that those guys saved his life the Monday before he was here. On Wednesday, he got on a plane from Afghanistan, and on Sunday, he was here in church with us. Just a few hours after that picture was taken, the guy, third from the left, who's flashing that sign in the dark blue, he was arrested for being a spy. I look at what Chase has done. I look at the sacrifices that those who gave their lives have done, and I am humbled. I am humbled. I look at that and I think, I could never do that. Thank you, Chase, for what you're doing. Thank you, those of you who have served, and thank you to those families who have given up a child or a spouse 
to defend their freedoms. You see, those sacrifices point us to humility. Memorial Day also points us to service. I love that we refer to our military as the armed services. I think that's a beautiful thing. Because it reminds everybody who serves and it reminds every one of us that we are not here primarily as killing machines. We are not here to, uh, to inflict punishment and to exercise power and glory, but it ultimately we are here to serve and it is about service. I'm grateful to those who, who are in positions of leadership that servant leadership is something which is lifted up and is reminded. Now, obviously, there are people who disregard that. I understand that. But these sacrifices point us to service. It's about one person serving to make a difference and serving to protect our freedoms. You know, these inspirations don't necessarily have to encourage us to do huge things. They can be quite simple things. And Wayne has uh, encouraged us. He, he, he's going to put on an article of clothing right now because he's going to uh, show us a very simple way that we're inspired to serve. So let's give Wayne a hand as he comes up and does something outside of his comfort zone. Should I put mine on too? I'm not, I'm not sure if mine is going to fit me. Well, I, I don't know, man. I think I might need the extra large. Oh, yeah. Belly model. Perfect. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't, you don't have to watch me get dressed. Well, anyway, we, got, um, uh, we had an idea to do some service in our church, and we, what we did is we adopted a highway. And the highway is from Highway B, where 60 starts, or 60, where B starts and goes to Highway C. And um, yesterday, I had the privilege of driving that direction, and I seen our sign was up. And it says, you know, adopt the highway, River Hills Church. And I was so fired up by that that I uh, drove to the other end, and I, wouldn't you know what, I seen the same sign. And I was so pumped up, you know, when you see that, my first thought was, man, do I love this church. It is so cool to a place where we can serve and be a witness at the same time. So uh, my thought, I called the highway department in Sauk, Sauk uh, in Baraboo, and we got 12 of these, um, a bunch of garbage bags, uh, we can do it. First, I thought we, we had to do it three times. She said, no, Wayne, if you want to do it one time, that's fine. Um, and they give you a sign by the road on both sides that people are picking up litter. So the, the traffic is, is um, warned that we'll be out there. Um, and then we'll, we uh, put the garbage by the, by the signs. So it's pretty safe. There's a rule book or a sheet of paper there that what it will tell you is the do's and don'ts. Um, and then uh, um, we have a sign up. And what I'll do is um, 
I'll call you and we'll put, probably put up like maybe a two-person team, three-person team, and I'll try to map out the road, at least that stretch. So when we do it as a group, it's really serving the Heavenly Father that we're cleaning up the earth that he gave us. And it's, it, it, it literally just drives me crazy. So we have a chance to do two things. We have a chance to serve and witness. So when people see that sign, what are the first thing they're gonna think? Man, that's a working church. I wanna be part of that. You know, so that's kind of cool. At least that's my thought. You know, oh, you're the church that picks up litter. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. Broken, messed up world. We're just trying to clean it up. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But it's a, it's a starting point to say, you know what? We are picking up litter. But we also have um, um, uh, women's groups, men's group. We have an awesome <laughs> worship team. Check us out. You know, that's a starting point to start a conversation. Anyway, um, thank you. And I, and I hope you sign up. It'd be really cool, especially if we do it together. It, there's, it's no fun if you do it one or two people, but if you do it as a group, man, it's a blast. So anyway. You know, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, that's going to drive those uh, folks from St. Luke's and playing crazy. <laughs> Not that that's something we want to do, but I'm just, just, just saying, just saying. Memorial Day and the sacrifices of others point us to service, and Memorial Day also points us to sacrifice. As we look at those pictures, we realize that any sacrifice that we make doesn't even hold a candle to the sacrifices that these families make. And so when we're called, you know, Wayne's going to give you the opportunity to, to enlist. But if you don't enlist, he's going to institute a draft. Just, 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 just so you know. And if, if, you, if you thought you are sacrificing now, believe me, Wayne is going to be cracking the whip on you plebes. So in any case, Memorial Day and the sacrifices of others point us and ourselves to sacrifice. But most of all, Memorial Day and the sacrifices of others point us to Jesus and his love. It was Jesus who said, greater love has no one than this but to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that, that passage is taken from a larger passage I want to read a portion of in John chapter 15. I got everything falling out of my Bible today. John chapter 15 Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's nearing the end of his own life, and he's ready to pay the ultimate sacrifice. And he says this, beginning at verse 8, It is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my followers, being my disciples. And as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. No, don't, 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 just, don't just touch on it. Don't, don't just think about it, but, but remain in it. Just before uh, he said this, he, he, he compared each of us to, to a branch being a part of the vine, him being the vine, us being the branches, and to remain in that vine. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, 
You'll remain in my love just as I've obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy might be complete, that your joy might be complete. Now, he then reviews what all of his commands are. Are, are, are you ready for the entire review? He says in verse 12, my command, singular, is this. I think maybe you know it. Do, do, do you know it? What is it? Love each other as I've loved you. And then the verse of our focus today, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. What, 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 what was that command again? You're like the star pupil today, man. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And then my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command to... You got it. See, they all got it. Greater love has no one than this but to lay down one's life for one's friends. And as you go through that passage, it's amazing that he says, and this is what leads to joy. This is what leads to goodness. This is what leads to dare I say, being the church? Memorial Day points us to that. This, uh, this last week, I've been reading a book that has uh, pretty much shaken me to, to my core. It's entitled, A Church Called Tov. The word tov, T-O-V, is, is simply Hebrew for, I'll, I'll give it to you in a sentence from Genesis chapter 1, and God looked at all he created, and it was very tov. Tov means, it means good, it means goodness. And uh, Scott McKnight wrote this book in response to all the examples of, of toxic churches. And it should break our heart that, that our world has followed the ways of the world, even in, in our churches. And in this book, he points out what a church that is concerned with being an example of goodness in the community might look like. And he told a very simple story near the end of this book, and I want to share it with you as, as we close this today. Because it embodies all of these ideas of thankfulness and of humility and of service and of sacrifice and of Jesus and his love. And the story is a little snapshot out of a man uh, called Dwight L. Moody. 
Have you ever heard of Dwight L. Moody? Uh, there, there's an institution that goes by his name in Chicago, and it's called the Moody Bible Institute. And Dwight L. Moody was, a, uh, was kind of a, a rough teenager. He was the kind of kid that uh, did not do well in school. Um, he was uh, pretty much a thug in town, and his family sent him away to uh, let his uncle kind of work with him in Boston. And he couldn't get a job anywhere, and so his, his uncle agreed to hire him on one condition that he would uh, go to the congregational church in town that, that his uncle went to. He was kind of embarrassed to bring Dwight into church because the kid was, uh, was not, not what the people in church expected. He used language that uh, people didn't appreciate, and, you know, he was, he was just a rough kid. But his, uh, his Sunday school teacher... Uh, in the, in the high school class that, that he was a part of, dropped in on him at the shoe store where his uncle uh, had employed him and just started saying, Dwight, man, you got to understand something. And once you understand this, it will change your life. That God loves you with an everlasting love. And I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what your story is right now. But I don't think you know that because you don't show it. And he opened up his heart, and in opening up his own heart, it was like a can opener on Dwight's heart. And Dwight Moody said, I need, I need that. And he went to church the next Sunday, kind of excited to be there. And uh, he was the kind of guy who, you know, would, would like swear dur- during his, his prayers and stuff like that. I love that, don't, don't you? I, I, I love prayers that are just, raw. And when someone's angry, they, they say, man, how can you put up with this? You know, God. And that was Dwight. And so he said, well, I guess I'm supposed to become a church member. And the, the church elder said, not here, you're not. And it was a year until he could prove himself to them. But during that year, he caught a vision for, for sharing with others. And he realized that so many people and so many kids didn't, uh, weren't able to understand this book. And so he wanted to teach them to read. He wasn't a very good reader himself. And so he started the school. This was about 1860. He started the school and one person who heard about it walked past and there was one student in that school. It was a little black boy who was sitting on Dwight's uh, lap and Dwight was trying to, to, to read to him and every, every fourth word Dwight screwed up himself. And the person said, I don't know how that's going to work. But a year later, 650 students said it worked really, really well because Dwight showed them the love of Jesus and really that's all that mattered. Well, Dwight went on and he founded a school system in Northampton, Massachusetts. Dwight went on and he, he founded Moody Bible Institute and a church in, in Chicago Moody Bible Institute, to my knowledge, is one of the only schools in the world that offers free tuition, FYI. If you have a child or you know someone who's looking to go to school, can't afford it, LaSalle Street, Chicago, nice spot, good spot, good school. But as 
as Dwight's influence in the world grew, he knew that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And he had to position himself in the world as a servant. One day, a number of people, he, he normally held summer camps in Massachusetts, and uh, Christian leaders and pastors would, would come to him to try and figure out you know, what they, they could learn from him and take that back to, to their own homes. And in one case, there were a number of pastors who came from England, and they were staying in the dorm, and Dwight wasn't going to, uh, to, to somehow distinguish himself from them, and so he stayed in the dorm with them. And he was kind of intrigued because... Outside of each of, of the doors, uh, the guys who were there placed their shoes the first night. So they're, they're inside that room, and on the outside, they had their shoes, and you know, it's like, what, do they all have smelly feet? What, what's the deal? And so he asked one of them as he was putting out his shoes, and said, well, well we're, we're just expecting the boy to come and clean and polish our shoes. That's what we do in our culture. And Dwight just kind of held his tongue. He didn't say, well, you're in the United States now. You know, we don't do that here. Didn't say that. Didn't make fun of them. Didn't do anything. But he saw it as an opportunity. And he saw it as an opportunity to collect all those shoes that night and bring them back to his own room and to clean them and to polish them. One of the world's foremost preachers and teachers gathered up all the shoes and polished them that night. Now, there was someone who was peeking out of one of those doors that evening. And when everybody opened up their doors the next morning and they found their shoes, he let them know it wasn't the boy who did that. It was the man the man, Moody, came and did our shoes. And suddenly, in the course of that week, there was an outbreak of servanthood. As people said, well, if Moody can do it, I can do it. And you see, Moody pointed them to Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 says that Jesus took on the nature of a servant. See, that's what Memorial Day can do for us, if we let it. And we all have a choice to make. Are we going to lift ourselves up, or are we going to lay our lives down? And that's the choice that we're presented with. It's the choice we're presented with in Scripture. It's the choice we're presented with by these sacrifices. And I just want to encourage you. This Memorial Day, don't just let it be about the cookout and the parade and the camper and the lawn and all the things that can occupy Memorial Day. But set aside some time and think on these things. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you 
that you gave your son, that you loved us to the extent that you did to, to send your son that we might be able to find life. And God, it, it, it's the sacrifice that you made. It's the sacrifice, Jesus, that, that you made that inspire us to make sacrifices ourselves. And God, we thank you for every family that has lost a son, every family that has lost a daughter, every husband who has lost a wife, every wife who has lost a, a husband, every child that has lost a mom or a dad in service to their country. God, we, we thank you for each and every one of those sacrifices. And we pray, God, that those sacrifices would not, would not be recognized. We pray, God, that those sacrifices would not callous the hearts of those who were near them, but rather would, would soften their hearts and to realize that every life that has been given matters. And so, God, we thank you. We thank you for them, and we thank you for Jesus. For it's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, let's stand up and worship. You take off there, JC.
the everlasting God, the everlasting God. You do not faint, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. You are the everlasting God. The everlasting God. You do not faint. So J.C. is going through a tough time today. Um, he lost his mother-in-law at 3 o'clock this morning, so he's got a heavy heart today. So um, we all pray for his family and for Janet and to uh, come through this. And, and this song will probably be appropriate for this, J.C. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles You've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker feel lost he's a way maker you need freedom saving he's a prison shaking savior you got pain he's a chain breaker we all search for light of day in the dead of night we all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We're all run to things we know it just ain't right. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. He's a prison shaking savior. You got pain. He's a chain breaker.
got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker You need freedom Saving He's a prison shaking savior You got pain He's a chain breaker When I sing Testify. I want everybody to testify to our Lord, please. If you believe it, you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify, testify. You believe it, you receive it. If you can feel it, somebody testify, testify. If you believe it, you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify, testify, you got changed. He's a pain taker, he feel lost, he's a way maker. You need freedom, saving, he's a prison shaking savior, you got changed. He's a chain breaker. You need freedom, saving. He's a prison shaking savior. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. Hey, for those of you who are at home uh, here in the building, we're going to uh, actually stop the stream at this point because we're going to process outside where we are going to dedicate a newly refurbished flagpole and a new flag on this Memorial Day weekend. So uh, with that, it's been great to have you with us, those of you at home and online, and go and be the church. There's nothing like the church when the church gets it right. <laughs> 